Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. This podcast is hosted by me, Shakira. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed, who is newly subscribed. Thank you for joining our Carefree family in our little corner of the podcast world. Here we talk about everything from pop culture, news, politics, and more. And thank you to everyone who is already subscribed and who has been here you know since last week since a month ago since last year however long you've been here thank you for tuning in and listening and staying abreast to what we have going on here thank you again thank you thank you thank you i can't say thank you enough now we have some things to talk about our our carefree updates yes and then after we have our topic of the day you guys already know how this goes so i'll see you on the flip side with our updates All right, so first things first, I do want to remind you all that this week and next week are the last episodes in season four until we head into season five on September 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. Let me check my phone really quickly just to make sure that I'm not giving you all a false date. Yes, September 22nd, we will be back with season five. So I hope that you all are excited about that. I'm excited about it just because um, I want to do more interviews in season five and I also just want to kind of like not switch things up but just make it more varied in our podcast episodes and really just you know more just more like more oomph something more je ne sais quoi something like that but I'm excited about season five and I hope that you all are as well so again this week and then next week And then we will have a break for two weeks. Just reminding y'all, if you need to mark your calendars, go ahead and do so just in case, you know, that Tuesday rolls around where we don't have a new episode and you're like, wait a minute, I thought, yes, I'm reminding you again, we will have two weeks off, two week break again. Now, also, I want to remind you all that next week, September 1st, which is the last episode in season four, I will be announcing the scholarship winners at 9 a.m. here on the podcast. So if you are an applicant and you apply, you know, at 9 a.m., you can listen to the podcast episode to listen and see if you were one of the recipients of the scholarship. Again, this is like one of those hard things because... I'm doing it because I want to help, but at the same time, you know, like once all the applications started rolling in, I started asking myself, Shakira, why did you do this? Because you're going to want to pick everyone and you're not going to want to pick, you know, someone over someone else. But I have the scholarship committee just handling that amongst themselves because I know me and I'm the type of person that's like, let's just choose everybody. But I don't have the funds to choose everyone. I really do wish I had the money to be able to give all of you some cash to help you out even if it's just a hundred dollars um but again I want to remind you all that even if you aren't selected this semester this will be something that is ongoing so you can go ahead and get your stuff ready for the spring semester next summer next fall however long that you will be in school don't view this as a reason for you not to apply again just keep applying just keep applying so I did want to remind you all of that now let's talk about some things that have been going on as of right now while I'm recording this podcast episode it's Monday it's 2 29 p.m last night Sunday night um a black man was shot thankfully um which is rare it seems 
I am able to say that he was shot and I don't have to say that he was shot and killed. Now he was a Wisconsin man. His name was Jacob Blake is Jacob Blake. I'm so used to referring to black people at the hands of police brutality in past tense, because usually with these situations, we know that it does not end as well, right? Um, when we think about Breonna Taylor, when we think of Jonathan Farrell, when we think of Trayvon Martin, when we think of George Floyd, when we think of Alton Sterling, when we think of Freddie Gibbs, when we, I mean, the list is ongoing, Sandra Bland. When we think of all of these people, we know what the system can do to us. We know how it can be to be black and deal with the police, the same people who are supposed to protect and serve. So this man was shot seven times. I did not watch the video because if you all are familiar with the podcast, if you have listened to a number of podcast episodes, especially when we have these conversations surrounding being black in America and police brutality, you all know that I just, I can't watch that stuff. Like I can't watch the videos. I can't read too much about it just because I'm an empath and then I like take all of that stuff in and then I'm just like upset for days and weeks at a time. So I chose not to watch the video. Has it been on my timeline several times today? Yes. And every time I see it, I just keep scrolling and I do um, recommend that you all do the same. If you are someone who just cannot take that much trauma Please do yourself a favor and do not watch the videos that people repost and post on your timelines. Just do yourself a favor, do yourself a solid, and don't watch them. So he was shot seven times in front of his three children. And I have seen so many comments today um, from people saying, well, he should have just complied. If he just would have complied, well, first of all, from what I read, you know, various articles, he was there breaking up a fight between two women, a domestic, a domestic situation. Why was the attention turned from the situation at hand to him? That's my first question. Number two, why were they pursuing him when he was going back to his car? Some people said, oh, he was reaching in his car. You don't know what he was reaching for. He wouldn't have had to, like, go to his car to reach for something in the first place if they weren't after him. And then they said that one of the police officers was pulling him by his shirt. It's just like, it's just a mess. And I'm tired of having to try to reason with people who make every excuse as to why excessive force is okay when it's against black people. It's just... It's not worth my time and it's not worth my sanity for me to try to prove that black lives matter. And it's not worth my time or my sanity to try to convince someone else that black people should not have to face this kind of trauma on a regular basis. Like it's just old and it's tired to me and I'm tired of having a conversation. So I would rather use my time and my voice and platform addressing people that I don't have to convince that Black Lives Matter, i.e. you guys. So that is what happened recently. And I was reading up on the situation from Benjamin Crump. He is an attorney here where I live. Um, 
I'm very familiar with him, but he was representing George Floyd's family. And I believe that he's also representing Breonna Taylor's family. Yes, he is. Um, so he was giving updates and he said that Jacob Blake, thank God, is in stable condition. And I'm so happy to hear that just because we don't get to hear that very often. We are so used and conditioned to hearing that a black person was shot and killed at the hands of police. So I'm so glad that he is in stable condition as of now. And I hope that that does not turn around um, for the bad anytime soon or ever, to be honest, ever. I hope that he can live through this thing and make it through. And I hope that he's able to walk and that he's able to speak and that he's able to live I can't even say a normal life with his children because how do you go back to normal after this? Like, those children are going to need counseling. They are going to need counseling after witnessing their father being shot seven times at the hands of police. Okay, let me get off of that because I'll keep going and going. If you know me, you know. Now, next thing, um, there are a few natural disasters happening right now. We have two hurricanes at the same time. I believe that one um, decreased into a tropical storm recently and then the other Laura is still a hurricane and she has killed what 11 people so far in the Dominican Republic so I did want to let you all know about that so if you are in the Gulf Coast region Texas Louisiana be prepared and make sure that you are watching the news and staying abreast as to where these storms are headed and what um, their strengths are along their journey, especially when they get in the Gulf. Because if you are familiar with hurricanes, you know that once those hurricanes get in that Gulf water, that segment, that is when they tend to strengthen. So please keep your eyes out on those. Now, next, there are wildfires going on. In California, y'all, it's a lot going on right now. It is a lot going on, but I did want to mention the wildfires because that's something that I don't believe is like talked about enough. I don't know if I just don't hear about it because I live in Florida, so people in Florida feel like it's not a concern of ours, but I did want to still let you all know about that just in case you haven't heard of those. Now, Bunby finally spoke up. Not finally. I don't want to say he finally spoke up because that makes it seem like we were waiting for him to speak up or something. And I wasn't. I don't know if anyone else was. But he spoke up in defense of Megan Thee Stallion and the Tory Lanez um, shooting incident that occurred where Tory Lanez, actually Megan Thee Stallion finally went on record saying that Tory Lanez shot her. If you have not seen that video, she was on her Instagram live where she talked about the situation. And a lot of people have had some concern about why black male rappers have not spoken up about the situation in defense of Megan Thee Stallion, just as they have enough galls to speak up on other matters that do not concern them and that honestly don't concern their industry. I just feel like this entire situation is or can be a case study and prime example of what we mean when we say that black women live at the intersection of, um, you know, being black and being a woman. So a lot of these rappers and a lot of these entertainers don't have the same energy with Megan Thee Stallion as they would have with a Meek Mill situation or a Takashi 69 situation. They have so many opinions about these other things, but they don't have 
the same opinions about a black woman being shot by a black man. And it says a lot. It says a lot. It is misogynoir. We have had several episodes where we talked about what that is. So you can revisit those if you don't know what that is. But it's just... You know, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And it's not just people. It's not just entertainers. There are black men in our own communities, black men that I know, who have said extremely concerning things about the situation. And, you know, I educate where I can. And if I feel like someone is a lost cause, I have learned to just save my time. And y'all should do the same. Don't argue with these people on the Internet. Don't argue with your cousin. Don't argue with your best friend. If they are ignorant, you just kind of chuck the deuces to it and you keep it moving. So that is all I have for our carefree updates. We're going to have a break for our sponsor and then we'll be back with our topic of the day. Okay, so back into our topic of the day. So first things first, I want to say that I do believe that in life we go through seasons. Some seasons, it feels like we have win after win after win and everything is great and we're living life on a high. Nothing could be better. And in some seasons, it feels like we just cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel. It seems like every time we turn around, every time we wake up, there's something new going on that is not good. It's just like what more could happen? And then some seasons are just strictly for putting our heads down and putting the work in, in whatever field you are in. And it's not even just concerning, you know, like work or career or progression in that way. Sometimes it's just about putting your head down and putting the work in mentally. Sometimes it's about your health and your spirit. So I just want to clarify that before we get into it. So when I was thinking about this week's episode, I was going, you know, I was going to go a different direction with it, but I came across a note in this notepad that I have where I write down like all of my random ideas. Um, And I started to have this notepad because I was having so many like random thoughts come to me and I would just like keep it in my head like, oh yeah, I'll refer to that later. And then I forget what it was that I was thinking. So my mom was like, why don't you just get a notebook? And whenever you think certain things, just write it down there. So I pulled out this notepad last night because I was like, okay, let me look in here and see what I've written in the past. And I came across this note and it just says, quote, what is this season teaching you with a question mark? And I'm sure at the time that I wrote that, it was because I thought I had experienced something that I wanted to share with y'all. But the thing is, I lost that place. I lost that note in that notebook for a reason until now. Because now I have a story that I like to share with you all out there that are listening right now. So last year, um, 2019, which is... Wow, it oddly seems like 2019 and the time of that year that I'm referring to was yesterday. It's crazy. I feel like this year has flown by. But anyway, this time last year, I was entering my last year, my last semester of graduate school. I was wrapping up my final classes and I was searching for an internship. I really wanted an internship for my last semester. So I'm scrolling through the school's career website and I come across this internship for um, the Florida Animation Festival. 
And the Florida Animation Festival is simply a festival for animated films in Florida. <laughs> like, in the basic way, in the most basic way for me to put it. So I come across this internship and the internship more specifically was to be the social media coordinator for the Florida Animation Festival. And I found it and I was like, oh, that would be perfect. You know, I'm in marketing and communications and a lot of those kind of jobs start off with social media coordinators. So I was like, bet, I'll go and have the interview. So I submitted an application got an email back for an interview. So I go and meet with the two individuals with the Florida Animation Festival, you know, and I'm laying it on thick because I'm thinking I have to get this internship for my last semester. Well, I didn't get the internship. I didn't get it. And I was kind of like bummed out at first. But then one of the people that I actually interviewed with, she emailed me and she was like, hey, I know you didn't get that internship, but I'm looking at your resume and I'm looking at your cover letter and you work with video. You edit video, right? And I'm like, yeah. So she's like, okay, can you come back in and let's talk about something else that I have in mind for you? And I'm like, okay. So I go back in and it ends up, she offers me an internship as a digital video um digital video intern so basically my job as an intern was editing commercial videos it was filming um commercial videos for the clients that they had and I was like you know it was really what I wanted to do not something that I thought I wanted to do at the time but deep down you know after I started getting more experience with them. It was something I realized that I actually wanted to do, but I just didn't have enough confidence in myself to say out loud that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to film and edit video and get into television and all of these different things. I just didn't have the confidence to say that out loud at the time. So I was playing it small, to be honest. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, be a social media intern because how hard could it be to post some pictures on social media and get some engagement? So I didn't get it. But she had this other idea of where she saw me. And I'm so grateful and so thankful that I took that opportunity and also that she saw that in me and she actually took the time out to look at my resume to look at my cover letter and say okay I know she came in here for this but I think that she would be good at this and I have learned so much you know since that time when it comes to cameras when it comes to equipment when it comes to content like so much and I wouldn't trade that experience for anything but I said that to say the other day last week um, I was at home and she sent me an email and she said, Hey, um, remember that internship that you came in for last year? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, this year we can't get any interns through the school, you know, due to COVID-19. So I was wondering if you wouldn't mind taking that position for the fall. And I was like, uh duh you know in my head I'm like yeah of course I'll take it and after I reflected on that it made me refer back to that question what is this season teaching you because at the time last year you know I could have gotten so upset I could have gotten mad I could have gotten mad with myself I could have gotten mad with 
whoever was in charge of choosing the interns at the time with, you know, that company or with that brand. But instead, I put my head down and I did the work and I learned what I needed to learn from the situation that I was placed in. So even though it wasn't what I thought um, I needed at the time, it actually was what I needed because by taking the second opportunity, I was put in a position where I was still dealing with the Florida Animation Festival. When we had the Florida Animation Festival this spring, I edited all of the trailers, except one, but all of the um, individual trailers for the different genres of animations that were sent in from the different contestants and finalists. I edited all of those trailers, so I had to become familiar with the brand and everything associated with it so that... You know, now when she sent me that email, it was like a no brainer because I already know how this brand functions. Now, the only thing I'm doing is running their social media for them. And so I was reflecting on that and I was like, you know, there was something that I needed to learn in that season. And I'm so glad that I didn't approach it with the negative um, spirit or feel like discouraged, like, I didn't get what I wanted. So, you know, let me just move forward and find something else. Instead, I took the next best thing that was handed to me and it was actually what I needed. So secondly, I wanted to share this other story with you all, which was concerning a program that I applied to through my graduate school. Again, you all know, if you listen to the episode with Cecil Robinson, I talked about this in that episode. So if you haven't heard that, go and check it out after this podcast episode. But I was talking about how I was right there at my computer getting ready to interview with the company. And the company is located in Los Angeles, California. And I was so excited, but I was so nervous at the same time. And they sent me an email a few minutes before the interview was supposed to start. And they said, hey, you know, there's this virus going on right now. This was before everyone kind of knew what COVID was. They were like, this this virus going on right now, and we're not sure what's going to happen with it. So let's just place this on hold for right now. And I was so sad. I was so sad that, you know, this was something that I was looking forward to for so long. And then I finally get to a point where I am right at the edge of that opportunity. And then I felt like it was just snatched away from me. And a lot of us feel like that when certain things occur, especially due to COVID. I have seen so many people tweeting and posting and sharing their stories about, you know, I had this lined up and, you know, due to coronavirus, this fell through for me. So many stories like that. And I can relate. I can relate to that. But I also want to remind you all to think about it like this. And I know that this is easy to say. It's easy to say this. And it's very hard to actually put it into practice. But trust me and believe me when I tell you that I am with you when you should ask yourself, what is this season teaching me? And I know for me, with the program that I was interviewing for in Los Angeles, California, would I love to be there right now? Yes. (laughs) Doing what I love to do? Yes. Learning about the industry and things that I have been talking about for what feels like years at this point? Absolutely. But at the same time, I think about what would have been my life right now had I been there 
and COVID and coronavirus was still a thing, I would have been a nervous wreck. I'm going to be honest. I would have been a nervous wreck because I would have been worried about my family back home. Is my mom okay? Is she staying safe? Is my dad wearing a mask? Is my brother wearing a mask? But now being here, I feel like even though it's still out of my control, I feel like me being here has taught me, you know, in this current season that I needed to focus on different things. Um, I have been focusing on my mental health more. I have been focusing on my physical health more, which, to be honest, was not a concern of mine at all. (laughs) Like before coronavirus, I was not worried about my physical health. And I know it sounds bad. But like when it came to exercise and eating right, um, I was not concerned with that. But now I have been putting more emphasis and thought into what I am putting inside my body. And am I actually doing something, if not every day, um, every other day or at least three times a week if it's just a walk, a brisk walk or a slow walk. You know, sometimes I'm walking slow out there, but something to help my physical body, this shell that I'm in right now. So that was something that helped me because I know if I was in LA right now, as I thought that I was going to be, I would not be concerned about that. And this is also, again, caused me to sit down and focus on my mental well-being. Although, this time period, I can say, has been difficult for me. It has been extremely difficult to me to um, not be depressed, to be honest. Like, I go through the motions and I have some days where I wake up and I feel like, when is this going to be over? And I have to remind myself that this too shall pass. And some days it's just not that easy. And some days I just have to lay there and stare at the ceiling until... I can garner up enough energy to get up and try to do something. So I wanted to share that with you all because I want you to think about this. I want you to think about these stories and also how they can relate to your life. And think about what is this season teaching you? Because there's something to learn in every season of our life. So ask yourself, is this teaching me patience? Um, is this season of my life teaching me stillness? Is it teaching me to value my family and my friends? Is it teaching me that, okay, that opportunity may not be for me right now, but I'm going to still do my best with whatever I do have in front of me so that when an opportunity comes for me, I will be ready. So what is this season of your life teaching you? And I really want you all to reflect on that question you may not be able to come up with an answer right away for me it took me a long time (laughs) to get over not being in Los Angeles California right now it took me a very long time but I am still learning but I have um reached the conclusion that had I been there my life would have been completely different and maybe not in a good way another thing I wanted to share with you also few weeks ago I want to say two or three weeks ago one of my teachers from school grad school emailed me and a few other students and she was like hey there's a graduate from the school and he wants to 
get in contact with students that graduated from the program that are minority students and he lives in LA so I talked to him through a zoom interview not interview it was just a conversation a zoom conversation and he was so nice and he works at one of the major film um film studios I won't say which one but he works at a major one and he was just giving me like so much advice and I was thinking too you know had COVID not happened had all of the racial unrest not happened I don't think that opportunity would have fell in my lap like it did and I don't think that that whole situation would have occurred and now I have a mentor in him so when I do make that move, because one day I will make that move to L.A. to begin my work and my career, um, I have someone there. Because at first, I would have just been winging it. I wouldn't have had anyone there. So think about these questions and really ask yourself, what is this year teaching me? So instead of harboring feelings of resentment or bitterness towards the situation that you're in right now or uh missed opportunity that you thought had your name on it and you could have sworn that it was for you instead of focusing on that focus on the question what is this season teaching me that is what I wanted to share with you all today I know it's not one of those like really in-depth podcast episodes but I just wanted to share that because I know there's at least one person out there who needed to hear that and for that one person or two people or ten people Don't get so caught up in your current circumstances and your current situation that you forget to utilize this time that you have right now to use what you have at your disposal right now, what's in front of you right now to benefit you in the future, not just with career, also with your mental health, also with your spiritual journey, also with your physical health, also with your family and your friends. For some of us, this is the most time that we've been able to spend with family and friends. And I know for me, that is definitely true because before all of this, I was just on go, on go, on go all of the time. And, you know, I would come home after I finished my work and what you're home from. I'm home from 7 p.m. until 730 the next morning. And half of that time is spent with me sleeping a quarter of that time is spent with me getting ready for bed or doing other work that I need to catch up with. So this is the most time that we've actually been able to sit still with our family and our friends. So that's big for me. And I can honestly say that this year slash season has taught me a plethora of things. It's teaching me um, more and more about each passing day that I should practice stillness um had all of this not happened I would have been going full steam ahead as usual with little concern again about my mental health um, my physical health and my well-being and my family and friends so please ask yourself what is this season teaching me what is this season teaching you ask yourself those questions and again I wish you the best if you all want to talk about it more you can tweet me at Shakira White or you could tweet the podcast at carefree black pod again I love you guys don't forget to stay black and carefree and I will see you guys next week in the last episode of season four carefree and black diaries bye guys